Eastside Studio at Weimer Hall. WUFT HD3 Gainesville. W237EJ Gainesville. It's A&M in the AM. Abby and Matt getting your day started with all of Gator Nation's hit music. The hits start now. GHQ, you're listening to A&M in the AM. That's Abby and Matt in the morning. Happy Monday, y'all. We're hoping you're having a good day after your weekend. I know we had a crazy weekend on Dance Marathon. We did. We just had a busy weekend all around. Dance Marathon happened this weekend, and GHQ provided the live coverage on DM's Facebook page and YouTube channel. And Abby Abby and I got a chance to step from out from behind <laughs> the mic and onto the big screen. Oh yeah, we were on the Jumbotron and I don't think my mom has ever been more proud of me. <laughs> me either. I took so many pictures of it and that was actually my first ever time on a Jumbotron. Like, you know when you're at like, uh-huh. a basketball game or something and they might like throw you on if you dance yeah. or whatever? I've never been that. So I was like, ooh, ooh, this is fun. I don't think I've ever been on one either. Except for maybe last year for the GHQ live oh, stream. Okay, oh, okay. Very important. Person. I was a second year host, <laughs> so it's kind All of right. But it was really fun. That was my first time really ever doing anything super live on TV either. So yeah. I had a great time. And, of course, the event was amazing. Oh, my gosh. $3.2 million for the kids? Cheers. Round of applause, Round of applause for Dance Marathon. And what I think is actually so cool is... 22 high schools and two middle schools had their own mini marathons and their totals came to our total and they raised over $600,000. That's insane. I can't even fathom being in high school because it's already hard enough now in college when yeah. you're just Venmoing people and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But in high school, nobody wanted to give up their money. You get right? like 10 bucks a week from your grandpa. <laughs> right? <laughs> so no, I thought that was really awesome and really what pushed us over breaking the record for UF Dance Marathon. Absolutely. So that they was fun. They crushed Can't it. Can't wait till they come to UF and keep raising that money for future dance <laughs> I know. I keep thinking, how are they going to top it next year? Because the number just keeps getting bigger. Right? So like, is there going to be just like, are they just going to peak and be like, oh, I guess we just can't beat it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't think they were going to beat it this year, but here we are. Here we are. Well, anyway, a lot of other stuff happened this weekend. I know I mentioned my mom earlier, and I just have to talk about her for a second because she is the most morbid person I know. What'd she do? She'll send me, like, random texts, or she'll tag me in things that just make me so paranoid to um, (laughs) live my life, which I kind of think is her master plan. Like, I think she wants me to be so scared of life that I have to live at home with her forever, and she can just take care of me. Carrie, if you're listening, I love you. Oh, she's listening. Trust me. (laughs) She's listening. But anyway, so this weekend she tagged me. There there was a super sad story of this girl who got into the wrong Uber and um, died. And she shared it and tagged me and was like, Abby, don't let this be you. And I was like, okay, well, it's 9 a.m. on a Saturday. Let's uh, tone it down a bit. That's funny. Hey, she loves you and she's worried about you. She needs to not because I was terrified to even do anything yesterday because I was like, well, what if I do? What if I just don't call an Uber and I get an Uber anyway? kind of scary. Well, beyond Dance Marathon, I feel like my entire weekend was at the mercy of others because right after hosting the closing ceremonies, I ran to a short film film set. Is that what you call I don't know. Brittany's here with me as well. She's one of the PAs on set with me. And it was so much fun. But we wrapped up last night at midnight. Are you kidding? And I was at DM at 8 a.m. Sunday morning. How 
I don't know how he did it. How? And he was a star. Let me tell you. Matt I was. Matt a host of a restaurant. I am. And it was an imaginary restaurant, but I would go there at any time because he was just so good. <laughs> my, just to have Matt bring you to your yeah. table. Well, my favorite part is I have literally three lines. But I was just so in character when I wasn't in the scene. And I was, like, walking around, talking to just everyone in the set, like, hello, may I get you anything? And it was, it was fun. It Did was you really start good. to smell, like, Outback, too? Like, all of a sudden, you're literally a restaurant I host. had, like, a notepad, and I literally was not writing anything down. But I'd walk around and be like, oh, this is good. This is important. Oh, I'm writing this one down. Window seat for two? Okay, Michelle. Yeah, and then some of you standing alone, and I'd be like, ah, dining alone? Oh, sorry about that. But I do have a table for you. Uh, Brittany, did you enjoy the experience? How do you like being a PA? I did. It was great. We actually were so just like embraced by everyone. And even though we're just kind of the people running and getting coffee and doing all the dirty work, it was great. And also, let me just add in that Matt can dance as well. He brings. <laughs> I have the moves. a dance number. He really. You does. have a dance number? Yes. Really? And I like number. sing, but in like a group setting. <laughs> oh, I can get up and like break it down. I'll get what, it after this. What, I'll can show you give my... us a brief summary of your scene before we move on? Well, there's like a few little bit of a scenes, but basically, this it's a Tinder musical called The Right Swipe. Oh, so he's right going swipe. through these different Tinder dates, and they're going poorly every single time. So at first, I'm at the hostess stand, and he comes to the restaurant, mm-hmm. and he's like, this one's gonna be the one. It's like the third Tinder girl he's tried. And I'm like, hello, sir, table for two? And he's like, yes, please. And then I go, follow me. And then we open up these and then you twirl French off. doors. <laughs> literally twirl off. We open up these French doors and go into a big dance number. Oh, and then, so cool. like, there's just a bunch of twisting and a bunch of dance numbers and things like that and uh then I go and we dance around him standing on a table and I like bring him down from the table Ooh. and then so strong and then I go and he sits down with the tinder date and I come in and this was like my best part this mm-hmm. is my shining moment I come and try to light this candle but it just doesn't work and I'm making this horrible tinder date like so much worse <laughs> so we'll see that I'm picturing it kind of like that one advertisement for the Tipton on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody yeah. where it's like the Tipton wait I'm not kidding is we it literally were talking like that? about that yes. like a Simona Rivera if you're listening, which you probably aren't, she's also a dancer with me there, and that's all we could think about oh my the entire gosh. time. You were living my childhood dream then. It was so funny. All right, let's get into news, though. News. Enough about us. Okay, so some exciting news for Michael Phelps. Him and his wife are expecting baby number three. The parents already have two boys, Boomer and Beckett. Phillips Phelps said he said the first go around was a little hard because he was training and traveling, but now he's excited to give all his kids all his attention. So that's Aww, very exciting and cute. Good for them. Cute. We feel like we got a little tadpole on the way or something. <laughs> a little baby fish. Well, this next one is not so happy. It actually starts the morning off on a low note. L.A. rapper Nipsey Hussle was fatally shot last night outside his clothing store in the Hyde Park neighborhood of Los Angeles. That was last night's Sunday evening. If you don't know who Nipsey Hussle is, he emerged from the West Coast hip-hop scene in the early 2000s and saw commercial success from his first few mixtapes. But his first debut album is what really did it for him. Victory Lap was released in February 2018 to critical acclaim. It was nominated for Best Rap Album at the 61st Annual Grammy Awards in 2019. Artists including Rihanna, Drake, and Pharrell Williams mourned his death on social media. I really think this came to a shock as a shock to all of us. Absolutely. When I saw somebody post about it on Instagram, of all things, I was like, what? Yeah. That's insane. I mean, it just started flowing in, and I was like, wait, what? I had no idea. I heard it was gang-related. It's just a really sad overall. Oh, my and gosh. I feel like he had so much more to show us. 
That's so sad. No doubt. All right. Well, it is a beautiful, sunny morning in Gainesville. So leave your umbrellas and rain jackets at home because it's hot and it's sunny and it's just a beautiful Monday morning. I was sweating coming in. It's so hot and sunny out. It really is. Uh, we just can't get over it. April fools. <laughs> it's disgusting. Now, it I'm is, so moist right now. It's raining <laughs> and it's freezing. And do not forget your umbrella or else I swear you will regret it. This is AM in the AM, Abby and Matt in the morning. I'm sorry for lying to you about the weather. So let's hit it off with the real weather. It's AM in the AM with your 10 AM topics on 953 GHQ. I think you guys are really going to freak out at this topic. So I was scrolling through one of my favorite websites. I don't think I can say it on the air because it's kind of a naughty website. It is. But um, not like naughty, but I don't know if I can say this word. Uh Um, Let's just say it is a a, a slur, but like fun. And it starts with a B. (laughs) (laughs) Dot com. Anyway, so I saw on their headlines that their top story of the day is that Harvard is giving Olivia Jade an honorary degree, which if you don't know or if you don't remember, Olivia Jade is the daughter of Lori Loughlin, and with the whole college admission scandal, people are like, um... Excuse me? Excuse me? Yeah, this one just really comes as a shock because, like, why, Harvard? Come on. (laughs) Like, literally, why? Like, what does she... She just got kicked out of USC. What? Why does Harvard think she deserves anything? Well, I mean, they have a very interesting quote about this that I will share. Okay. So Harvard is, in, is insisting that Olivia is the perfect person to receive this honor because Harvard has a long-standing tradition of celebrating dropouts and like really successful dropouts like Steven right. Spielberg, James Earl Jones, and George H.W. Bush. Ah. So they're like, well, why not? She she is one of those people that um, comes from a, a, a long-standing lineage, money. Well, Obviously, family. they pro- they probably want some donations, and their their parents are probably very uh, keen to get her back into school because I don't think she's returning to USC. Yeah, no, I mean she's kicked out. Yeah, and she, she got kicked bu- out. Yeah. Whoa. No, yeah, literally kicked out of USC and lost sponsorship deals in the process. I know she was working for Sephora. She's no longer this influencer because everybody's like, eh. but yeah. then Harvard is like, you know what? Second chances are a big deal. <laughs> yeah, and she's gonna need that second chance because if she doesn't have any sponsors and she doesn't have any. Uh, followers who's yeah. gonna want her. I think people are still gonna follow her though. Because think about how many scandals other celebrities have had. And now with a Harvard degree, you're yeah. unstoppable. Well it's kinda of funny because I'm kinda of wondering how much Lori Laughlin and Olivia Jade's parents paid for this honorary degree. Oh, what if that's another scandal that came out? I could imagine it. I mean, I feel like Harvard's not just going to do this out of nowhere. Well, yeah, I don't think they're going to do it out of nowhere because it's a total joke. April April Fools! (laughs) (laughs) We're so funny. Yeah, this chick's life is over. Yeah, Uh, she's not going anywhere. (laughs) She's not getting an honorary Harvard degree. Oh, did we we trick you? I hope we did. Well, this website tricked me. This is a legitimate (laughs) article from one of my favorite websites. I was fooled as well because yeah. it's the top story. I go on this website yeah. all the time. I love it. And no, I was, Abby literally started reading it and was like, oh my gosh. And we, we were all like, wait, what? This. And then she kept reading and saw it was an April Fool's joke and we were like, oh dang. Shoot. Yeah. We got we got tricked. Which is why I literally hate this day because I can't stand instability in my life. I need <laughs> yeah. to know what's real and what's not. Yeah. And this day just throws everything off. See, I'm a big fan of April Fool's Day. I'm already pulling tricks left and right on my friends and my family. I'm just sitting here like... What do you have planned for today? 
It's a secret. What if somebody I know is listening? Mm-hmm. Like your mom? Yeah, they're all tricks. I'm going to send some some interesting texts. I might send my mom something some... really scary, like, I'm kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> See what she says. I'm thinking about doing, like, a, just throwing in a random mix of, like, hey, mom, my brother just texted me, like, he got engaged. Whoa. And I'll just be like, what? And I'll be like, yeah. And then I hope, like, she calls him, and then everyone's confused, and I just create a whole ruckus. Is that moderately believable? Like, do you think no. she, oh, not at all? <laughs> Actually, I don't know, but no. I want to Photoshop a picture of my brother doing something because then that's more Ooh, believable. That's true. Like, oh, here's Ben on a stripper pole. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna like get on our computers <laughs> and start working on this. I like April Fool's Day though. You I think do? it's funny. I, I, I can see how you would like it because you're a jokester. I'm silly. I need some stability. I'm scrolling through. I don't. I'm scrolling through the internet. I'm like, what is? What do I believe? What do I don't believe? But it's good. It keeps me on my toes. I'm make very, sure I don't believe the fake news. Yes, and I'm interested to see what you have. President Kent Fox's April Fool's Day joke is. He tweeted just the other. day that if UF makes any announcements today, please take them seriously because last year we all know he's just full of April Fool's Day jokes. What if... But what if he says that, but then they're not serious? Then I have trust issues because no. of my favorite president ever, Kent Fox. Yeah. I don't know what to believe. I don't know. So well, we're just going to have to see what it is today. Well, we're going to find out something that's not fake news, though. At 11.30, we have an exclusive interview with some actors from a, from a UF play. Yes, the... Uh, production of Rough Magic is opening April 12th, I believe, and we have all that information in an interview with the assistant director and a few actors from it. It's a great one, so you don't want to miss this here on AM in the AM. Abby and Matt in the morning. April Fool's Day. Don't let it get you down. Here's the weather. They wake me up. 95.3 GHQ, good morning. You're listening to AM in the AM, Abby and Matt in the morning. And we have some very special guests with us this morning from UF School of Theater and Dance, upcoming production, Rough Magic. Everybody say hello. Hello. Hi. And introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Andy Prescott. I'm an MFA in acting here at UF, and I am playing the role of Prospero, the main antagonist. Hi, my name is Rachel Bedard, and I am the stage manager for Rough Magic. Hi, my name is Sterling Stanley, and I play to Stephanie in Rough Magic. Hi, my name is Natalia Urzua. I'm a BFA here at UF, and I am playing Linda Summers. Hi, my name is Kiefer MacDonald, and I am the assistant director of Rough Magic. So we have a big array of people here to just tell us a little bit about the production and how we can go see it. So when does the show open? So yeah, the show opens Friday, April 12th. Doors open at 7.30, so try to get there around 7, 7.15 so you can get a good seat. It's going to be in the main stage theater, so there's a lot of seats. Tickets are on sale now, I believe, so you can go on there and just call the box office or walk up to uh, gate one of the O'Connell Center of the O'Dome. Yeah. And uh, so that's going to run Friday, Saturday, Sunday, April 12th, 13th, and 14th. And then it picks back up on Tuesday and runs until Friday, April 19th. So it's going to be seven productions, pretty quick run just before Easter Sunday. I am definitely going to be there. Oh yeah, it's great. (laughs) Well, why doesn't someone give us a little brief summary about what the show is about and what makes it special? Yeah, so uh, this show is, I think, a little bit different than most things we produce at SOTD. It's a newer play and basically it focuses around this 30-year-old dramaturg and everyone kind of asks, what's a dramaturg do? And we find out and she has these magical powers that we quickly find out about and she really doesn't want to accept her own power but then suddenly all of these crazy literary figures from Shakespeare, from Greek canon, from anything you can imagine come into New York City and come into her life and a lot of the characters are coming from Shakespeare's The Tempest. So if you know a little bit of Shakespeare, you may go, I know that line, I know that character. But then the interesting thing that the playwright does is he flips everything on its head. So 
basically from start to finish, it's action, action, go, go, go. I love that. And it sounds very interestingly written. Who is the playwright? <laughs> yeah, so his name is Roberto Aguirre Secasa. He's pretty much known on television and comic books. He's the creative director or a creative artistic director of Archie Comics. Uh, he's been involved with writing and producing Glee, Riverdale, and Netflix's Sabrina. The, uh, Chilling uh, the Adventures Chili- of Sabrina. Yeah, <laughs> Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, not the, not the old 90s version, right? <laughs> I think if you're, if you're interested in the storylines and the plots, the characters that he develops in those stories, I think you're going to really like this show because it does have a little bit of that camp that people like within within those television shows, but it still has the power of books, I think, is a big theme that is carried over from the new Sabrina show and in this show. So a dramaturg, if people don't know, is someone who does like the historical research of the play, the historical context of the play, and brings that to the show. So it kind of is, is taking the director's research and kind of giving it to another position. So they're kind of like the end-all, be-all, the historian of that production. And so in this story, our main inta- our main protagonist is a dramaturg. So you see the power of books come, up, come to life. And it really is all centered around literature and, and the power of the spoken word. It's kind of cool. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a line that my character Linda has in Act 2 where she says literally the magic is in the words. And I think that that summarizes the play pretty well. Ooh, I'm excited. I like actually can't wait to go see this. Abby and I are going to come together. I want to speak to the, the diversity of the cast uh, and, and like the characters that we have. So we have Tisiphone here. And I don't know if we want to speak about your character, but it's a really exciting character on stage. So if you want to speak to that. Oh, sure. Um, So uh, I play a character named Tisiphone. She is a larger-than-life, brighter-than-life drag queen who is going to bring you everything and more with every clit and clat of her heels. She's very um, in tune with herself and knows who she is and is not about the messing around and she will let you know that with every word she says and articulates with everything she says so I'm really excited to play her. She sounds like a super powerful character. Oh she is. Do you have a favorite line or a scene that you have? There there are so many. There's honestly so many of them. Um, I just have so much fun with the character. I do drag myself from time to time so I kind of relate in a way but she's a different drag queen than I am. We do very different things you know but I've got to learn more about drag because it's a different style and I, I, I did my research but I've never done this type of drag that she does. So I'm just having a lot of fun. There's a lot of great moments that she does, though. I couldn't really pick just one. That's awesome. I'm excited to see you now. I feel like you really <laughs> killed the Tissimi character. Uh, when I asked that question, Natalia lost her mind. She like, <laughs> went to the wall. So And they're great. Yeah, we don't want to give any away because they're right. so like they're right. so juicy in the moment. And you're just like, right. what is yeah. the one-liners? I know one, one part that I really like. It's not a, a line, but it's the dance. I really enjoy the dance that we do. <laughs> okay, well, I'm on the lookout for Tissimi. Do you guys have any funny, memorable, or favorite moments from rehearsal so far? One of the things that is really fun about what SOTD tends to do is we have understudies involved in so many layers of the process. So when you have the understudies, you get to see what they do differently from their principal character. So we've had this week a couple of understudy runs, and we've gotten to see different people step into different roles and see that huge variety. Sometimes people will just make a choice that you don't expect. Like in a serious moment, they'll turn around and look at you, and you'll just start laughing and ruin a serious moment. But again, I think that that speaks to, we have such a huge cast and so many people bring so many different talents. So really just come prepared to see what each individual person brings to each diverse, unique character. I see these people have fun every day. And right now we are in a studio. We don't have a stage. We have 
colored tape marking out where things are going to be, but I just keep visualizing what it's going to be in two weeks when we go into technical rehearsals and start to put everything up because we have wigs, we have over-the-top costumes, makeup, props, sounds, projections, dry ice, everything that you could think of throwing at practical or digital theater-wise is going into this production, including combat, sights and sounds, every character you could think of. The thing that I think of when I see them rehearse every night is what could happen next and then something crazier happens. So I just can't wait for it to get on the stage and I think this is a larger than life show and the actors I think are going to bring that that size to the stage. So get your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> the, the spectacle of it is, is, is definitely up there and I think some of my favorite moments throughout the process is my character Prospero, he has four children. Two of them are oh. twins. It's uh, So one of them is Ariel who's an actual character from from the, the canon of, of The Tempest and the other one is Sasha who's kind of added in there but they're twins. They're kind of, one character split into two. But the two actors playing them Savannah Simmerly and uh, Dalton Cot- Cotter, they both have been developing these kind of like whimsical characters that like dance around the space. We have a lot of dance sequences having them move around with like flourishes of color um, and they also have magic powers too so how the magic is, Im- they're imbued with magic and how they use it uh, and like Dalton's a pretty skinny guy but he takes he takes out big Afshin big tough Afshin Misagi. You never know what you're going to expect. Uh, being with magic can be as little or as big as they want but they can have all this power so it's really exciting to see them work and move in the space and I can't wait until we get into the actual stage and just have them fill it. Yeah and I'd love to credit to our excellent design team who has worked really hard to make the magic happen behind the scenes backstage so we've been in design process for months now so i'm really excited to have them a part of the team and wanted to give them a shout out oh yeah they're great (laughs) yes costumes i I just tried my costume on yesterday and it's it's incredible uh maddie limerick is the costume designer for this show um and he actually is he's followed by the playwright uh roberto aguirre sacasa so he tagged him in it so there's a picture of me in my costume and the playwright is tagged in it i'm like oh my god he might see me like maybe i'll get cast in one of his stuff one day you know that's you could dream but it's it's really cool and and the connections that you can get from just being in a in a, in a show here at uf is is great yeah talk to us a little bit about the costumes because i'm sure with a wild show like oh. this you have some really cool costumes yeah so i'm i'm playing one of the more human characters more tied to the real world linda is a grad student at columbia but she also has this fascination with magic and the occult she's obsessed with prospero and you know figuring out all the secrets of his magic so her costume design at first her very first costume is pretty just benign she looks like just your standard grad student up there teaching her class but as things go on you start to see hints of her interest in the occult and there may be a couple of nods to recognizable stuff that Aguirre Sacasa has done I had to get a lot of my stuff especially made because I'm a little taller than you know a lot of women but I got to try on the heels and then I got to see the outfit and oh my god they're so shiny and so beautiful and it's just it's it's amazing and my wig is so big I am so ready I already told everyone in my so when I put this wig on, I don't know anyone. I'm not speaking to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, don't touch me. <laughs> so uh, for, for my costume, for Prospero, he's the main antagonist. He, he's like kind of the, the greatest magician of all time. And uh, so my costume actually has like lighting effects. So when I do cast magic, like the click of a finger or like the whirling of the hands, 
my costume will light up to support that magic. I also have a staff that has like an orb on it that I just saw last night. It's kind of coming together slowly but surely. But that orb will also light up. So just my costume alone, I'm like a walking like animatronic. Like, <laughs> welcome to Chuck E. Cheese, right? Um, but really cool. I have a cape, a duster, cloak. It's really cool. Uh, I think Maddie has done spectacular work. The whole costume shop, I mean, putting the, yes. putting all these costumes together have put in a lot of great work. Yeah, so April April 12th, you can get your tickets at the O'Connell Center. How long is the play running? Right now, with intermission, we have about two hours. Yeah, we run from uh, April 12th until April 14th, and then it picks back up on Tuesday, April 16th to the 19th. Not too long, folks, so make sure you get in on the first yeah. or second weekend. But thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks we for, having having thank you. You. Thank you for having us. We look forward to seeing the show. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> GHQ, it's Matt and Abby in the morning. We are closing out. We've been here since 9 a.m. Matt and Abby in the morning. That was a, that was a twist. Oh, shoot. I- Abby and Matt in the morning. Sorry, I forgot that. Oh, I love going first. That was just fun. (laughs) I forgot that I'm the more important one here. I liked that. When I don't say A&M the AM, I just say, it's easier to say Matt and Abby in the morning. Yeah, Not that I want you to be before me (laughs) since I'm older and like more mature. (laughs) Hi, everyone. You're listening to Abby and Matt in the morning. We're closing out. We've been here since 9 a.m. We're sleepy. We need food. We do. And it is rainy, but please enjoy your Monday. And don't forget, it is April Fool's Day. So don't fall for any jokesters out there. Yeah, keep your wits about you. Exactly. Make sure no one can pull one over your head. I love it. All right, well, that's all we've got today. We're sending you off into the PM, and we've got plenty of bangers coming up today, including Love on the Brain and Shallow coming up right after this. So keep it here on GHQ. That's all we got. Later, Gators. Until next time. (laughs) 